All right, well, Realtors of TikTok has become a slur, meaning greedy, slimy, scummy salespeople trying to convince all the struggling renters to buy a home with them. So the TikTok Realtor, who, by the way, most of them are brand spanking new, so that they can get a sale and they can force the renters into buying a home that they can't afford. Sadly, I tend to kind of partially agree with this portrayal and judgment. This slur, unfortunately, has in many ways been earned. So who do you believe? The opinions in the comments about the slimy realtors of TikTok or a Google search on the best times to buy in the potential housing bubble? Or is there an option three? Let's talk about it. What is up, my how to buy a homies? Lots to get into on today's topic, so let's dive right in. Now, for you first time buyers out there, things are getting more expensive every day. You're seeing prices continue to rise, and you're also seeing those pesky mortgage interest rates go up, which of course increases your projected monthly payments. So, lots of people are looking for answers on the potential of a housing bubble, partially because it just seems inevitable the way things are going, and partially because, let's face it, some of you are pissed off and it sucks right now. And you really just kind of want a bubble to happen. So you finally feel like you can afford a house again. So social media is being bombarded with realtors. Many of them, as I said, brand new to the business. And they are so thirsty to try to become the next realtor influencer, or trying to go viral. Or actually, many of them are just trying to make a sale to validate the decision for quitting their job and jumping over to real estate. You know, that old job, the one they actually trained for and knew what they were doing <laughs> instead of the real estate. So bubble talk is all the rage on social media. Lots of new realtors making quick, snappy videos to tell you it's not a bubble. They're on Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, Pinterest, Discord, Facebook. That's where all the older realtors feel comfy. And now we're seeing a ton of them posting videos on TikTok. Some of them, I'm sure, are listening right now so they can find information for their next piece of content. Hi, guys. So what happens to you, the potential first-time buyer, if you are going to be Googling and looking at TikTok and seeing all this information, where do you get unbiased information? Bubble? No bubble. You need the information to figure out what's going on in this great debate. Well, I've done the research, and I can definitely tell you that a ton of the TikTok realtors trying to give information on this, they suck zesty cheese balls. And they are absolutely helping to perpetuate and grow the stereotype and the slur on TikTok realtors as greedy scumbags. And I'm very sorry about that. Now, it's not all of them. There are many others that have their heart in the right place because they're actually telling you some correct information. Problem is their messaging is so cringy, it comes off as, well, maybe kind of slimy or untrustworthy. So I totally understand why you feel the way you do. So let me fill your ear holes with facts and data to help you find a trusted source. This is not information to sell you, not seeking for you to be my client, nor am I claiming to be an expert forecaster so that you will buy my Secrets of the Market seminar. I just regurgitate to you as much data as I can so you can make an informed choice because I read it, I study it all, I live it all every single day. Tonight, it's after midnight as I'm writing this, and instead of sitting in my bed scrolling through TikTok, to get the information, I'm actually spent all day and now apparently halfway into the night reading, writing, and hashing over tons of reports, data, and metrics to give the information to you. 
Why? Because you want to know. How do I know that? Well, this is the leading podcast geared directly for first-time homebuyers, so y'all hit me up with questions all the time. Also, get this. The data shows that people are searching for this information. Google searches for housing bubble hit a gigantic spike in the spring of 2022, and we're going to get into that. And social media is doing their part to stir the conversation, often in the most cringy and salesy way possible. So one big trend that I am seeing is haters in the comments. Now, wait just a second. Before you call me old, drink, I am very well aware that we all know that haters live in the comments. In fact, for many of you folks out there, you're half my age. The math is legit, gang. I'm 52. You need to know that my generation has been on YouTube as adults since it began. I, like many other folks my age, used to wait 15 minutes for a three-minute video to download. And at age 35, way back in 2005, that's when I got deep into YouTube. A whole bunch of us did, because guess what? Here was one of the major things that got us back into YouTube in 2005. It was led by a hilarious digital short from SNL called Lazy Sunday with Andy Samberg and Chris Parnell. This blew up YouTube. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. So my video producer here, who uh, is closer to your age, he just said to me that it is the first viral video. And I saw an SNL special where they were talking about it, and they were like, YouTube? What's YouTube? They didn't even know. The Chronic What? Cool Zanardia. It's awesome. It's one of the, it was making viral videos. So yeah, that's what I'm talking about. I know all this. I understand. As an adult, I've been YouTube, and I know the haters are in the comments. The problem is, that lots of people out there are starting to side with the haters since many of the posters are cringeworthy. So it's real easy to jump on board and just bag on them. So I am going to sound old again, drink. I don't know how what to say except some of the posters are lame. See, that does sound old. Drink again. Lame. That's what they are. They're lame. So the haters come out in force, and I know that some of you are starting to believe them because the minute me or any other realtor or lender post anywhere on social media that this is not a bubble this time, the comments get filled with angry people saying that the poster, whoever it is, is a greedy liar trying to get a sale and just wants people to buy a home so they can make more money on commissions. Again, I hear you. I'm so excited that I hear you. I ran into the microphone. I hear you. I empathize with you. And I understand that you would think that because A, well, Sometimes it does happen exactly that way. And B, because the information given is bite-sized and so easy to dispute without the data behind it. So maybe they have the right intentions at heart and they're giving you the right data, but it just doesn't sound right when it's just so a little blip of a video. So recently on Google, housing bubble has spiked like crazy. And everyone wants to know what's going on. And the actual facts and data of that answer, it happens to already be recorded for you and your ear holes. It's on uh, howtobuyahome.com for your eye holes as well, if you want to read it. Episodes 47 and 48 from August 2021, episode 68 from January 2022, that's the big bubble one, and episode 74 in February 2022, and recently episodes 89, 92, and 93. They're jam-packed with unbiased data and just a bit too much for me to copy and paste and put in the comments to reply to the haters. You know, it's a little bit too much because it's, what's the words? Oh yeah, sourced and researched and tends to be a bit lengthier than just screaming in all caps for two sentences calling everybody stupid sheep. So let me throw a thought out there. Do you know why you're hearing so much about the bubble right now and why so many people are Googling it? Because more people have platforms to voice their opinions. 
more opinions, just like louder opinions, freaking Stephen A. Smith and Sports Talk Radio people. More and louder does not mean correct. Though controversy and corporate greed bashing gets more views, and I understand why. The facts and data in when it comes to a housing bubble, they actually contradict these yelling opinions. People are posting philosophies, not actual facts, theories, not actual data. Look, and I understand you millennials are fighting back and you've been terribly mislabeled. But one mislabel I hear all the time in the world of real estate is even more wrong than when millennials get called entitled. People will often say about millennials when it comes to buying homes that they don't want to buy homes, they're not buying homes, and that's why the bubble will burst. They won't be fooled by the man this time. They want to FOMO and travel and never buy a house. Okay, gang. Uh, actually, in 2021, millennial home buyers went up from 37% in 2020 to 43% in 2021. Once again, it's just facts and data. <laughs> and the actual facts about the housing inequality, it's always been there for every generation. The difference is the generations before didn't have social media to talk about it. It was just quieter. Back then, the information was only shared in the Wall Street Journal, and most of the people with their heads down, they don't read that. You couldn't sit in your bed at night and scroll through the Wall Street Journal in your hand, but now you can, and you're being told all these different opinions from people, and people are taking it verbatim and for fact, just like they're reading the journal. Every keyboard warrior can spew fake news out to the masses and tout ridiculous opinions or just straight BS. And they do it all online. And it's like it's some sort of newly discovered conspiracy. It's been out there all the time. This is the way the economy works and housing works. But because you're getting this in your face now, some people are buying it because they've been raised to trust the Yelp and Google reviews, to trust the people over corporate advertising. I get it. I love that. Power to the people. Unfortunately, many of the people are dead wrong. And I'm afraid that you're putting too much trust into the people. And I understand because that's been a powerful tool for you. And I think that's awesome. I love all the shifts in power. You know, a lot of companies are getting massive market share because they have sustainable practices. I love what happened with the GameStop revolution. Power to the people. And I love the power of reviews and community thinking to help people figure out which corporations they want to support. But perhaps you are not distrusting enough of some of the people going online talking about this, and you're too distrusting of the people who are actually trying to help. Find your trusted source. Trust and verify. and Don't let the headlines drive you to Google to find out if the sky is falling. Don't let the seemingly slimy, totally earned <laughs> reputation of this crappy real estate industry keep you from using real estate to build your family's wealth. Don't let the fear hold you back. And for God's sakes, don't give the haters any power. And, you know, the worst thing of all is that sometimes it's not even the comments that are incorrect. Sometimes even the posts are non-data supported drivel. Yes, I said drivel. There's a jackass on TikTok who claims to be a financial advisor. One click on his bio, and I saw that he is selling three things. The first thing, an art investing club. The second thing, Rakatuin, the get paid to shop site. And the third thing is one-on-one -on -one coaching with him for 289 bucks. Coaching for what, you ask? Oh, let me read it to you. 
I'm here to help you achieve your goals. In this one-on-one call, I will personally help give you specific advice to your situation, build you a plan to reach your goals, and walk you through all of your questions. Seriously, that's the description after the join the art club or go to Rakatuin, <laughs> get paid to shop. But he's going to coach that, that vague nonsense where he said absolutely nothing for uh, 289 bucks. Okay, look. I'm not here to rag on the posers online. All right, if I were, this would be the longest podcast in human history. I just want to let you know that when you're searching for the housing market crash on TikTok, this guy comes up first with almost 250,000 views for a 41-second video. And he says we're in a massive housing bubble. And he used two stats to back up his theory. One, investors bought 35% of the homes in the metro areas right off the bat. I know this isn't right, and I couldn't find any data to verify that. What I did find is the actual national statistic, which, by the way, I already knew because, nerd, real estate investors did buy a record high number of homes in 2021, 18.4%, not 35. 18.4% of the homes that were sold in the United States in the fourth quarter of 2021 were bought by investors. That's up from 12.6% a year ago. So yeah, it's up 6%, but it's not at 35%. Are investors buying homes to rent an issue? Yeah, it is. But it's not the reason that inventory is low. Absolutely not. For that information, listen to episode 78, the 2022 low inventory reality check. I couldn't post all the data from that episode to dispute his 41 second clip about the massive bubble burst that's coming because A, if I disputed all the wrong things I saw online, I'd never sleep. And B, Episode 78 is 38 minutes of facts and data, not one point of total misinformation in a 41-second TikTok post like he did. Now, the second point that this guy with 250,000 downloads to why he said we're in a massive housing bubble was freaking laughable. He did the green screen thing and he showed the Zillow stock price pre-pandemic. And then he showed the price today. And he claimed... If the housing market's so healthy, why has Zillow's stock dropped in that time? $14, it dropped 21%. Hey, TikTok coach guy, giving real estate advice. Meet me over here at camera two. <laughs> Zillow stock, seriously, Zillow stock. Absolutely no one in the real estate industry has ever used Zillow's stock to determine the strength of the housing market. And anyone who pays even the slightest bit of attention to anything going on in real estate knows exactly why Zillow's stock dropped in that time. Do you know that in November of 2021, Zillow lost $380 million in their defunct iBuyer program Zillow offers? $380 million loss. Yeah, that's what we call a business. When a business loses money, the stock goes down. Nobody ever looks at the stock of Zillow to figure out what's going on with the housing market, yet this is something that you put on TikTok and try to tell everybody what's going on. Yeah. See, what happened is they lost $380 million, they cut 25% of their staff, and their investors freaked out, and that's why the stock fell. Just thought you should know. Okay, I'm back from camera two. Now, as I mentioned, I'm not trying to be a hater here either. Gang, I'm trying to be your protector. I'm trying to let you know what's going on because if you're searching online to get your info, verify, verify, re-verify, research, look at the person's track record and history. Oh, speaking of that, Mr. Uh, TikTok coachy guy with 250,000 views, 
in his latest post, he was disputing people who say that real estate prices can't go down. No one's debating that, dude. No one says they can't go down. They go up and down. That's how it works. Who told you otherwise? But in this new post, he says that now institutional buyers or investors are not as big a percentage as the media makes them out to be. What? That's exact. That was point one in the last video when you claimed the investors were going to cause a massive housing bubble. And my favorite thing was in the comments, this dude named Swaggy V, he said, he's cool. Swaggy V, he's like a reverse commenter. He's not a troll. He's a lolert because uh, he was speaking a little truth. Swaggy V said, hey, didn't like 18 months ago, you promised that the market would crash because of the end of eviction moratorium? <laughs> oh, TikTok, you're the best. So if you want real factual information, real data and stuff like that, follow at how to buy a home on TikTok, or you can follow at David Sidoni on Instagram. Actual facts, data, research history, calm analysis, and not frantic panic, and not BS like that dude was saying. And yeah, I will discuss both the positive and the negative things, all things real estate. So why is this sidebar of me savagely tearing this guy a new one important? This TikTok coach of all things vague in general and non-specific. <laughs> Because I found him through a search. And today we're talking about what's going on with the housing bubble. And if you search on a Google, you're searching on TikTok, you're finding some things that end up like this and the information is just not correct. People are searching. So let's go deeper into that. Let's go to the Google trends that tell us what people are wondering about. Now, in the spring of 2021, bidding wars spiked high on the Google trends. Since bidding wars for homes, well, they exploded at that time. If you're watching this on the YouTube, put this chart up, you can see bidding wars. They were happening at about 30% of the homes on the market in 2020, and they jumped to 60% of all the homes got bidding wars on them in the middle of 2020. And then I got to 65% in August of 2021, and that's when the Google spike happened. August 2021, a full year after the 30% increase from 30% to 60% in the bidding wars. It's odd that it took that long, a whole year of going from 30% to 60% for the buyers to start asking questions and start Googling. But I guess the frustration hit in and it led to the seeking. So it took some time. Recently, moving on in the spring of 2022, interest rates shot up from 3% to 5%. So buyers got freaked out. So guess what Google search started spiking then? You got it. Housing bubble. All of this is according to Google Trends, which lets the user of the platform identify popular search terms. If you want to see how it works, plug in Will Smith. You're going to see a fatty spike recently, and I have no idea why. Weird, huh? Looking at Google Trends for the term housing bubble, if you look at the last five years, it remained constantly low and flat, and it even dipped during the coronavirus. However, this spring, searches for the term have soared. It was a fast, straight-up spike, big increase. It specifically took place in late March. The spike appears to line up with the release of a report from the Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas, as well as media coverage of that report. Now, this pointed to an abnormal housing market behavior for the first time since the bottom of since the boom of the early 2000s, and found evidence of quote a brewing U.S. housing bubble. Now, that report came out and it coincided with the average rate on a mortgage for 30-year fixed going to 3.76, jumping to 4.67. All that happened in March. So if you're watching this on YouTube, this chart 
that one shows you the mortgage rates, how it popped up in March, and it coincided exactly with when that report came out on the housing bubble. And that resulted in this next chart to show you the huge spike in the Google search for housing bubble. Look at that. Flat, 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 boom, in March. That's five years of information. It's a flat line with a giant spike in March. If you are got me in your ear holes, picture like a street and then a street light. It was that big of a straight up. And it shows you how intense the search for housing bubble was. But people are freaking out about it right now. But what's really interesting is you go back and you look at the Google searches for housing bubble all the way back to 2004. Today's spike in searches, if you look at this chart for you, YouTube, take a look at this. Yeah, that one on the end there, that's the one that looked like a street light. But all the way on the left, that's 2004. The recent search is a little spike compared to the huge mountain from 2004. It's a mountain of an uptick that began in 2004 and hit a huge peak in 2005, a full three times higher than the recent spike and increase in searches on Google in 2022. In 2004, when home prices were shooting up, but the bubble hadn't burst yet, searches grew slowly with mounting concern creating that mountain that you saw on the chart with the peak again three times higher than today's instant fear. The fear and the potential for disaster was so much greater for those of us who watched the markets back in 1998 to 2004, and we slowly started to question what's going on. So if you're just paying attention to the news right now, you're hearing three times less than the worry that was happening back then, and it all happened in one day. Interest rate change, and the report. So what I did was I figured I'd get on the action. I'd see what people were finding in their searches. So I Googled it and here are the top headlines, not from lenders or realtors, because if you're a cynic and you think people are always trying to tell you something by sugarcoating the information, if you Google housing bubble, these are the top results and they all came from reputable economic sources, which by the way, <laughs> are not only more unbiased than people trying to sell you something, but they can be downright cynical because they can be worse than the most wacky conspiracy theorists because they sell their publications to investors and investors love to feast on the downtimes in the economies. So they're looking for something that could burst, you know, buy low, sell high. Here are the top results from businessinsider.com. A housing crash is unlikely, but a correction could be around the corner. Here's the difference. That's the first thing that happens when people Google housing bubble. The next one from Forbes, will the housing market crash? Experts give five-year predictions. Read the article, none of them said bubble, they all said correction. The next listing on Google was the Washington Post, rising rates will cool the housing market, but a crash is unlikely. Next was the street.com. Headline was, will the housing market crash from May 2022? Rising mortgage rates and economic uncertainty have some people questioning the market. Now, this is another classic bait and switch headline because the main summary from the entire article, which I read, is a dip is not a crash, and we're going to get a dip. Next one on that Google page for everybody out there Googling housing bubble, this one comes from the Atlantic. There's a bold headline The US housing market has peaked. And then I'm not kidding, seriously, underneath it, underneath it, like, half the font and non-bolded and italicized, this is what it said, the subheadline. 
But no, we're not headed for anything even close to 2008. Seriously? Seriously? Okay, the next headline was an article from Fortune on May 9th, 2022, said housing bubble 2.0, regional housing markets are beginning to look like they did in 2007. Okay, that was interesting. So it's a reputable source saying that some regional housing markets look like they did in 2007. That's some juicy bubble talk. So let's see what that article says. When the U.S. housing bubble burst more than a decade ago, it brought the global economy to its knees. It turned out that the multi-year housing boom through the early 2000s was hiding skeletons. Homebuyers were driven by fear of missing out on home prices. (laughs) See, we did FOMO back in the 2000s. They were stretching well beyond themselves in their financial means, and zealous lenders were giving out mortgages, or better yet, it should be called subprime mortgages, to folks who historically would not have ever qualified for a home. As the credit rushed in, it helped to drive the housing boom. However, the housing market corrected. Those bad loans created a foreclosure crisis. Okay, did you catch all that? First paragraph, skeletons of predatory lending, giving loans away for nothing due to FOMO. Well, that is not happening today. Ask any of my listeners who have applied for a loan in the last three years. It takes verification of everything. All right, back to the article. The article then states, fast forward to today where the U.S. housing market is once again going through a historic boom. Over the past two years, U.S. home prices are up 34.4%, including a 19.8% jump in the last 12 months. That 12-month hike is more than four times greater than the historic annual average. They give it at 4.6%. See, I always tell you around 4%. I'm conservative. I'm thinking about you guys. They said it's 4.6% posted since 1987. That's the average. And obviously, that's well above. It's also well above the largest 12-month price jump posted in the years leading up to the financial crisis in 2008. That was 14.7. Our ongoing housing boom has more economists pondering the most feared word in real estate, bubble. In March, researchers at the Federal Reserve Bank of Dallas sent chills down the spines of home builders and real estate agents when they released a paper titled Real-Time Market Monitoring Find Signs of Brewing U.S. Housing Bubble. Remember? I told you guys about that. But they went on to say, however, unlike the last go-round, they say that household balance sheets today appear in better shape and excessive borrowing doesn't appear to be fueling the market boom. See? That's what happened last time. Those were those skeletons. Goes on to say, that said, some regional housing markets could be in full blown housing bubbles. So some regions could be in a bubble. At the very least, many markets are priced exorbitantly compared to what local income levels can support. That's what Fortune found after looking at an analysis. Each month, researchers at Florida Atlantic University would calculate how overpriced or underpriced uh, homes are in America's 100 largest housing markets in order to find a housing market that closely resembles the current market They say you would actually have to travel back to the years leading up to 2008 crash. Ooh, that's scary. Back in 2007, 99 of the nation's 100 largest housing markets were overpriced. 40 markets were overpriced by at least 30% and 19 of them by at least 50%. Now, here's the difference, though. Back in 2007, many of the nation's most overpriced housing markets were California, New York, and Florida. This time, Florida still does have a heavy concentration of overpriced markets. But California and New York, which both have seen an uptick in out-of-state migration during the pandemic, they rank much lower. 
All you have to do is look no further than Los Angeles. In March 2007, LA was overpriced by 62%. As of March 2022, Los Angeles is overpriced, but only by 10%. So in the article, Mark Zandi, the chief economist at Moody's, he said he doesn't foresee a housing bust over the coming year. However, he says the overvalued housing markets could see prices fall 5 to 10% over the next 12 months while the national home prices just drops to flat line to zero. Now, why does he see that? Well, even though things are going up, he says the economic shock caused by spiking mortgage rates this year, he said is finally going to rein in the rate of the home price growth. Said we're already seeing signs of a cooling housing market. Now, while these Moody's Analytics own research found that 96% of the housing markets are overvalued, this is how Zandi wrapped it up said he won't call this a housing bubble. In order for it to be a bubble, it would need to be both home price overvaluation and speculation in the market. This is something a lot of people don't talk about when they're talking about the last bubble. Unlike the FOMO-driven 2000s housing market, Zandia doesn't think speculation is driving our ongoing boom. So according to Zandi, two things are necessary, right? He said overvaluation and speculation. So let me give you some of the data to back up the speculation that happened the last time and how it's not here this time. Back in 2007, people were speculating they could all sell their home for top dollar and inventory was crazy high. I'm talking crazy high. In 2007, we had 700% more inventory than we did in 2020. 700% more. Right now, we're about 600% more than we did back when the last crash happened. Then in 2008, the stock market crashed. So that means we had 600, 700% more homes on the market, tons of homes sitting on the market, the worst economy we'd ever seen since the Great Depression. The lenders then got slammed for giving away the loans for nothing, and they had to stop giving away loans to anyone with a pulse. And so suddenly the market is left with millions of overvalued homes on the market, many of them upside down due to the massive increase in the home equity lines of credit, maxing out the home's values, thus creating a foreclosure crisis. None of that is happening today. Why? Number one reason is because we don't have the inventory on the market. 700, 600% less. That's why there are bidding wars everywhere. Lenders are far more strict with the home equity lines of credit, so those aren't happening, and people aren't maxing out the value on the home. In fact, 50% of Americans have over $300,000 worth of equity in their home, and the ones who bought in the last decade, those folks were far more scrutinized when they got approved for their home loan, so they're much more stable than all the owners that went into foreclosure in 2008, 9, 10, and 11. And that is just a taste of all the data that you're going to get from episode 47, 48, 68, 74, 89, 92, and 93. So Google away, panicked public. Check out what's going on. Even the folks that give the articles talking about prices being overvalued mentioned that that's only one part of the equation. The speculation isn't happening. All that stuff I just listed, and I listed in all those other episodes. Hopefully, people are Googling, because as we just saw, a lot of the headlines they look bad, but if you actually read the article, you find out that a bubble's not going to be happening. Correction, yes. Bubble, no. So what does that mean for you? How the hell should I know? I don't know your personal situation. So it's time to dig deep in the archives of the podcast and see how the numbers work for you on renting versus buying. Time to listen to the many episodes on waiting versus buying later. There's a whole bunch of those. I don't have those numbers in front of me, but you can look it up. Time to go to howtobuyahome.com and ask me to help you find a local unicorn team in your area that can help you start 
a one month or a one year or two year plan so you can take advantage of whatever the market does. It's also time to go to my Instagram at David Sedoni or my TikTok at How to Buy a Home or the YouTube at How to Buy a Home podcast and start leaving comments of your own, non-hater comments, so we can get the real world to stop Googling and stop listening to all the haters. Leave me, I am a homie in the comments. Gang, stay fierce. Don't get sold. Get educated. Don't get fearful. Get knowledgeable. Don't trust and verify. Verify, 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 research, check track records, and then maybe, just maybe, you can trust. Yes, Google is a must. Super helpful. You have such an advantage than the generation before you did. But don't be a headline reader. Be vigilant and find a trusted team to help you plan. The future will be what it is. And how you prepare for it is going to make all the difference. Your actions today will affect your tomorrow, but you must take action. Since 2019, many of my listeners have done just that and they made it happen. You don't know where to start? Paralyzed by fear and confusion? Uh, well, this is episode 101. So I literally used correctly, literally have a hundred suggestions on where you can start. If you take action today, no matter the market or the headlines, you can do this.